Welcome to Relent Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Holy Spirit has placed on my heart, created me a clean heart. So let's go to the Heavenly Father in prayer. Thank you, Father God, for your many blessings and joy and peace. Father God, we want to honor you on this day because you truly deserve all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, all the praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling on this podcast into our homes, vessels, ears, minds, and hearts, into our office, vehicle, room, house, wherever we might be at at this moment. We just welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. We want to feel your presence. Thank you, Jesus, Yeshua, for your blood. Thank you for your blood that was shed, your obedience unto death for us to be free for your salvation. Thank you, Father God, for sending your son, Yeshua, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for every listener. We thank you for your word being spread across the nations, being spread across the countries. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for this opportunity to be right here, right now, to receive your word. Thank you, Father God, that we can apply this word to our lives, that we can receive it and use it. So we honor you and we praise you and we glorify you in your precious and mighty name, Jesus, Yeshua, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Created me a clean heart. So that scripture actually comes from Psalm chapter 51 and it's verse 10 and it says, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a loyal spirit within me. So what's happening here is God had placed on my heart that we do things that aren't good for us and we continue to do the things that aren't good for us. And why do we do those things? I'm going to give you a personal example for myself. I don't know if you all are familiar with Tropical Smoothie or if you have a Tropical Smoothie near you. Basically, they're a place that makes smoothies, Tropical Smoothies. And I love this one. It's called an Avocado Lada. Now I have to kind of format it and specialize it, customize it basically to what I can and cannot have. And so there's three places, three locations, three different cities that I usually get, depending on where I am, um, get my avocado lada from. And it's really funny because these, these two different cities, they make it to the T. They make it so perfect. It tastes exactly like what I need. Mmm, yummy, yummy. Then there's this one place in this other city, and I don't go to that city quite often, but you know, when I do, it's kind of out the way, and I go there because it's a convenience. And I went there one time before because I was like, oh, before I start hitting the road as I'm in the city, let me go ahead and get my tropical smoothie for breakfast. So I go to get my tropical smoothie, and it tasted disgusting. Of course, I didn't taste it right then and there while I was in the the restaurant because I was in a bit of a hurry. So I took it, got in my car, prayed over it, and I sipped it. And I said, ugh, it tasted like they placed a whole cup of sugar in it. And so I felt like I was just crunching on sugar. So just so you know, an avocado lata consists of avocados, kale, spinach, um, pineapple, and lemon juice. So that's what avocado lotto consists of. Of course, I customize mine. So mine actually consists of avocado, kale, spinach, and mango. I take out the pineapple. It's just a little too much citric acid for me. Take out the pineapple and the lime juice and replace that with mango. So when I sipped the drink, I was like, ugh. It, it just, usually it just tastes like the fruits and it just tastes so disgusting. So I said, oh wow, this is gross. 
So anyway, I took a couple more sips, thinking maybe it'll get better, as maybe let me stir it up or something. And I kept drinking it, thinking it was going to get better, and it didn't. So, needless to say, um, a month later or so, when I went back to that city, and I thought, I need to get breakfast because this is the only place around that I really want to get my breakfast from. Maybe it was just the first time they messed up. Let me try it again. So what did I do? Go, ordered my customized avocado lada. Of course, being in a rush again, pray over it, start to drink it. And once again, the same thing. I said, what is going on here? So, you know, a couple months passed by and I've gone to the other cities and gotten my avocado lada and they do a phenomenal job at it. It tastes so good. So then once again, I'm back in the city a few months, couple months later. And what happens? I go back to the same place. Lo and behold, it was not getting better. <laughs> so I'm using this example because with this example, the Holy Spirit just really opened my eyes to something. And he opened my eyes to why do we do the things that aren't good for us? Why do we do that? And so we tend to do things out of convenience. We do things out of environment. We do things because we're familiar with it, right? Maybe we do it because we're not knowing any better. We're doing something, we're participating in something and where we're not knowing any better. So God just used this simple example as tropical smoothie to open my eyes to see traditions or customs or, or holidays or um, smoking or drinking or sex or, or drugs or um, different things that we do. And he put that all together. And I was like, wow, Lord, and he really opened my mind. So why do we do these things that we shouldn't do? Why did I continue to go back to the tropical smoothie thinking it was going to get better? That was my deal. It's easy. It's fast. It's convenient. I got to hit the road and maybe it'll be different this time. And so hoping it will be different as one too. So convenience, environment, familiar, not knowing any better, hoping it will be better. Maybe it's a deep rooted problem. Maybe it's so deep that we don't even recognize why we're doing something until it's brought to our intent, to our attention, excuse me, not to our intent and to our attention. So we were born into sin. Yes. True faith in Christ will cause us to become new and be mindful of not disappointing God. So we're born into sin, but as we're growing, as we're growing up and, and once we have received Christ, when we have learned and known and received Christ as our personal savior, we don't want to do the same things we did before because we want to come pleasing to God. We want to be pleasing to him. We, we don't want him to be disappointed in us. And, and the Holy Spirit convicts us. So then we feel dirty or not right when we're doing something that we're not supposed to do. And once again, sometimes we're doing stuff and and not even realizing that we're not supposed to be doing it. So when we have that relationship, when we give that relationship to Christ and this thing is revealed to us, our eyes are opened, our hearts are open. Wow, ooh, I shouldn't be doing that. That's not pleasing to God. So what do we need to do at that point? We need to go to Christ and say, Christ, as your word says, create in me a new heart. Create in me new desires created me father God things that are going to be pleasing unto you and you can repeat that to God excuse me in Psalm 51 
you can repeat that to God and say, create in me a clean heart. Psalm 51, uh, chapter 51, verse 10, create in me a clean heart. O God, renew a loyal spirit within me. Lord, allow me to be loyal to you, not loyal to this thing. Or for my instance, a silly, silly instance here, the tropical smoothie. I don't want to be loyal to the tropical smoothie. I don't want to keep going there when it's not good for me because I'm not supposed to have that intake of sugar. Why do I keep going there when I know when things keep happening the same way? Why am I expecting a different result? Hope. You know, just like if we're in a relationship and it's an unhealthy relationship, whether it's with a family member, with a friend, with a, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, if it's an unhealthy relationship up front, it will continue to be an unhealthy relationship. At times though, because I've been in that type of relationship before where I was hoping that the person would change. Well, they're not always like that. And I would give excuses. And what happened to me? I had a deep, bitter root inside of me because of my childhood and what I grew up and seen. And it was familiar or comfortable for me, even though I thought in my mind and said out of my mouth, I'm never going to be in a relationship like that. I found myself in that same place. Why? Because it was my environment that I grew up in and it was something familiar to me. And also not, not knowing any better, not understanding that the love of God that, that God has for me is unfailing and so beautiful and that his love will consume us. And as his love consumes us, that we earn an appreciation for him and he will direct us to do what is right. We don't want to let God down. So we want to yearn to please him. When we gain a closer relationship with God, when we gain that closer relationship, we realize that we can't do the things on our own. So we look to Jesus, Yeshua, to clean us up and out and create in us a new heart and a new mind. And so now we're not looking for people to accept us, people to love us. We're looking for the love of the Heavenly Father. Why? Because His love is unfailing. His love is different than anything here on this earth. And once we recognize our worth, our worth that we are children of the Most High King, that we are royalty, that we don't need to put up with hurt and foolishness from individuals here on earth. That's not how God created it for us to be. We're placing ourselves in a relationship. We're placing these drugs and, and the, this sexual immortality, this sexual thing that I'm doing, the pornography, or I mean, there's some people even um, that mess with little children, or there's some people that mess with animals. And it, it's a sickness. It's a true sickness. And it's come from somewhere. And when you recognize and realize that those things are not right, the Holy Spirit should convict you of that and will convict you of that. And you should change your ways because do you know that when you know right, but yet you still don't do right, that is a sin. So when you know right and you don't do right, that is a sin. It actually states that in God's word in James chapter four, verse 17, it says, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. So if you know that what you're doing is not right, it's a deep, bitter thing that you have because your father did it to you or your grandfather, or your uncle did it to you. And now you're doing it to your niece or your nephew or your child. It's something that's sick and deep rooted that needs to be removed. 
And we have to go to God because we cannot do these things on our own. We cannot do these things on our own. We have to turn to the Heavenly Father. And we have to ask Him for it. We have to look for it as we're studying His Word, as we're praying to Him daily. He's going to reveal things to us. I'd like to share with you in James chapter 4, the beginning actually, it says, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers don't realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy with God. I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives us grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. So that is James chapter 4 verses 1 through 10. And so we see here that when we recognize that these things that we're repetitively doing, we're constantly going there. I'm constantly looking for sex to give me pleasure. I'm constantly looking for sex because I'm really stressed out. I'm really frustrated right now. And once I, I, I have sex with this person or that person, that's going to cure me. And that's going to make me, it's going to take my troubles away. Same thing with alcohol, same thing with drugs, same thing with stealing or lying, whatever it is, whatever is that rush that you get or think that it's the fix for you. Um, over-the-counter drugs, even narcotics, the opioids. When we run to these things and we're not running to God, we're placing those things as God, small G-O-Ds before our Heavenly Father. So we need to make sure we come to God and say, Lord, I recognize I have a problem. Clean in me a new heart, Father God. Give me a new heart. Give me new desires. Teach me, train me, transform, renew my mind. And as a loving father that he is, an unfailing God, the love of God, he will come in and clean you up and fix you up. So Father God, thank you so much for us to realize on this day that our hearts and our bodies and minds can be renewed by you. Father God, the things that we have been doing over and over again, Father God, the things that feel convenient, feel similar to us, Father God, we want to turn them over to you today, Father God. We don't want to keep running in that hamster wheel, Father God, not getting anywhere. We don't want to love the world more than we love you, God. We don't want to be an enemy to you, God. We want to become your children and stay in that place of your children. So, Father God, clean us up. Clean us out, Father God. Thank you for showing us the things that we should not be doing, Lord. Thank you for teaching us the things. Thank you for your Holy Spirit leading and guiding us to give us that gut feeling and say, uh-uh, that's not right. I shouldn't be doing that. So thank you, Father God, for speaking to us in that way. Open our, our eyes, open our hearts, open all of us unto you, Father God. We want to receive you because now that we know the things that are not right, Father God, and if we still don't know, show us and teach us, Father God. 
because it's a sin if we know it and we don't change it. It's a sin if we know it, but we still do it. So Father God, please give us a clean heart. Give us a clean mind. We thank you, Father God, and we cry out to you because you're worthy and so wonderful to be praised. Father God, we cry out to you because our hearts desire your love. Our hearts desire you, Father God. So we thank you on this day. We love you, Father. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Father God. Bless the listeners, Father, that their ears and hearts have been open to receive this word, Father God, that you touch them so they can see you in a new way, that you touch them, Father God, so they can repent and turn away from the things that they have been doing, Father God, that are not of you. So thank you, Father God, for this day and this opportunity. We love you and we praise you and we glorify you. You're worthy. You are worthy and so wonderful. So we thank you, Heavenly Father. In your precious and mighty name, Yeshua, we plead your blood and we seal this prayer with your precious, precious blood. In Yeshua, Jesus' name, amen. So thank you so much for joining us. Remember to go to God, ask him to clean you out, clean you up of these things and place in you a clean and new heart. And guess what? He'll do it because he's such a loving God. He's a passionate father. So thank you again for joining us. You can find us on the World Wide Web at yourloveministries.us, all spelled out. Also, our Facebook and Instagram page, all spelled out, You Are Loved Ministries. And you want to look for the heart with the cross through it. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, you are loved.